0: Hello and welcome to the Highway to Health Show. I am your host, Dr. E, the Stem Cell Guy. In this episode, I am joined by Joseph Sheehy. Joseph is the CEO and founding partner of Cured Nutrition, a Colorado-based company that produces organically grown CBD hemp oils and products. If you've followed me on here or social media for a while, you'll know that I'm very interested in these kind of things. And for the longest time, I've been meaning to have someone come on the podcast to share about the science of how cannabis works in our bodies. Well, we found them. Stick around and learn the different types of cannabinoids, the difference between THC and CBD, the type of things cannabis can help with, why it works in our bodies, how to choose the right type of product for you, and a lot more. I had a great time speaking to Joseph, and I have a feeling you'll enjoy the conversation as well. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome to our show. Make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this episode. New episodes come out every Wednesday. And for everyone else, welcome back. Before we go into today's interview, let me remind you that this show is sponsored and produced by podcastinabox.co. I remember when I first launched my podcast, I had been thinking about doing it for years. I had read two books on the subject and signed up for an online course, and I still did not launch a podcast. Which, by the way, is how I came up with the idea for Podcast in a Box. You see, back then I was running a busy stem cell practice, teaching at a university, and traveling for conferences. So it is pretty hard to find the time to start and maintain a new project like this podcast. So if that sounds like what you have going on, podcast and Box might be exactly what you need. Our team at Podcast the handles everything, and I mean everything, that has to do with planning, launching, editing, publishing, and marketing a podcast. Because proper podcasting is not just about buying a microphone and rambling on. There is so much more than that. If you're a busy entrepreneur, solopreneur, or even a wannapreneur looking to build a personal brand to instill trust in your clients so they will want to buy your products or services, but you don't have the time or desire to learn the technical side of podcasting, Podcast in a Box might be right for you. To find out more and see if your idea is worthy of a podcast, just head on over to podcastinabox.co and click on the appropriate button. When prompted, make sure to mention Doctor E's Highwood Health Show and the How Did You Hear About Us section. Now, speaking about podcast production, I want to ask you to please bear with me and my guests in this and a couple of the still upcoming episodes, since, well, they've been recorded during COVID, and I don't have to tell you, but we are both at home, usually in shared family Wi-Fis, and so there are a few drops in connection here and there. The guys at Podcast in the Box do a great job at salvaging most of the conversation, but there are usually still certain places where there is nothing that can be done to avoid it. I think you're barely noticeable, but I'll let you be the judge of that. In any case, let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Joseph Sheehy. And remember, you are in the Highway to Health, and I'm your guide to get you there.
1: Are you ready to live ageless? Want to discover alternative health choices, cutting-edge nutrition, and fitness for the entire family? Welcome to Highway to Health Show with your host, Dr. E, the Stem Cell Guy, where Dr. E helps you live ageless. And now, here's your host... Dr. E. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Highwood Health Show.
0: I'm your host, Dr. E, the Stem Soul Guy, and sitting with me today is Joseph Sheehy. And Joseph, hi, how are you? I'm doing great, man. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, not a problem. I'm actually been very looking forward to this conversation because this one topic that we're going to be talking about today is something that is on the minds of a lot of people. It's something that a lot of people have been getting a lot of positive benefits from, but it's still something that is taboo for most of them Mm -hmm. and something that is unknown for most of them. So I'm very, very looking forward to talking to you more about this. But before we do that, Why don't you share with us a little bit about you and what got you started in this journey?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So growing up, I would consider myself somebody that was very interested in fitness, in sports, played multiple sports in high school, and within that became very interested in how the body works, how nutrition can support that, how to move my body on a day-to-day basis to support the sports I was playing, and was also a very math and science guy. i tell the story sometimes about my retake of the ACTs where I tried to improve on reading and writing, took a class, got better on math and science when I retook it and got worse on reading and writing. And so that was kind of the story of, okay, Joe's the math and science guy, went into college for aerospace engineering and had that and had a health and fitness desire and will and interest through the entire time, got into a pretty dark place in college, was you know, using substances, drinking, partying, and really lost myself. But after getting to that dark place, was able to come out on the other side, fully focused and understanding on what really fills me up. And that was health and fitness. And as I graduated college, I went into aerospace engineering and spent about six years working on NASA contributing projects but at the same time was pursuing a bodybuilding career and became a top level physique competitor in the US and really started to build a community of health and fitness professionals. And then within all of this, I had this interest in cannabis and being in Colorado, while it was legalized medicinally and then recreationally, I also saw it as a very opportunistic avenue. I said, okay, there's this new industry coming online. I've always had these desires of being an entrepreneur. I started it through like coaching in the health and wellness space, but my career was aerospace engineering for about six, seven years. And finally got to the point where I was like, this is not going to fill me up. It's never going to be what I want it to be. Yes, I am the math and science guy, as I said, but my life wants so much more. And so really got to a place where I had ideas, I had a community of health and fitness professionals, and I had the desire to spread proper knowledge around cannabis and using, you know, a technical background. I knew that those three components could really come together. And that's really what's brought me to today and the last three, four years
0: of building Cured Nutrition. That's amazing. And you know what? I think I'm going to be honest with you here. As a traditionally trained MD, so Western medicine, this is something that I have no knowledge really about, or very, very little. Knowledge about. I've always said that out of those traditionally trained physicians, I'm probably more on the fringe. You know, I went into age management first and talking about preventative medicine instead of pushing drugs. That never really suited me. Then I did uh, stem cell uh, regenerative medicine and I worked at stem cell clinics for a long time. I ran a stem cell research facility for a long time. So I've always kind of like been amongst my medical friends, the woo-woo guy, but still very, you know, very scientifically based. However, CBDs and cannabinoids in general are something that I've never really delved too much into. So how do you really discover this field? I know you mentioned that, you know, you were a lot into health, but how do you get that interest in specifically in cannabinoids? How do you discover?
2: It's a really good question. And, you know, as I shared the story, the destructive years that I had in college were full of substance abuse and alcohol and When I pulled myself out of that and really dedicated myself to this health and wellness and fitness, desire and education of myself, really, over the years after I had cut you know everything that I deemed unhealthy out of my life, I ended up going to a dispensary in Colorado and had used cannabis in the prior years, but never really knew the level at which it could be used from a therapeutic standpoint. I mean, I've been somebody that's struggled with anxiety my entire life. And as I came out of college, I really started to get into meditating. And as you said, what some people like to deem woo woo, but underneath all of that is like this idea of like nature and how powerful nature is. And I viewed cannabis as just that. And as I started to use different types of cannabinoids and explore different cannabinoids from the dispensary, I said, whoa, like I would say that this isn't like the blanket statement, but I would say that most people don't understand cannabis for what it really can be at its highest potential. A lot of people understand it for the stoner mentality or that's illegal and I'm going to be sitting on the couch and I'm going to be lazy and I'm going to eat the potato chips. And When I started to use different cannabinoids, specifically CBD, which we can get into the difference between all of them here, I actually started to notice some really amazing calming effects. And when I noticed that, and when I combined it with my health and fitness regimen and training, I saw my recovery becoming way quicker. I saw myself sleeping better. I saw myself being able to calm myself with just using CBD oil, and I was like, okay, so the image that is around cannabis, we're not telling the whole story, at least for not the masses. And so for a message to get out to the masses, we need to normalize something and say, hey, this is something that can be used in your everyday life for very specific and like basic human needs, like achieving homeostasis and reducing our stress response. So basically, it was this understanding of there's so much more here. I think we as a society just need to package it differently. And that means the education and the delivery and everything that goes along with really what we've done to create our business. But it's, it's creating something that is normal out of something that has carried a stigma around it for so long. And in that, the education has been really subpar.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's the reason why I asked you, because truth be told, in all my medical training, whenever you hear about cannabis, it is from, you know, stoners use it. And, you know, it's a recreational drug, just like you would hear about, you know, meth and cocaine and whatnot. And you just put them in the same bag with all of those things. So the idea of using it therapeutically is completely foreign. And logically, it's also an idea that we will automatically reject. But I think you're absolutely right. I think that if we can start... Repackaging it and re-educating people and its benefits, I think that's going to be tremendous. Now, as we go into this, can you share with us a little bit more about where does cannabis come from? What is it, really? Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a really good question. And I think it's important to be one of the first you know things that really really dive into is cannabis is the genome, basically. And below that, you have what some people recognize as marijuana, and then other people recognize as hemp. Both of those are classified as cannabis. Now, the differentiator between the two is hemp is classified as cannabis with less than 0.3% THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, which is the psychoactive cannabinoid associated with marijuana that gets you high, basically. So hemp has really, really low concentrations of THC. Then marijuana has higher than 0.3% THC. That's really the main differentiator. But the understanding that both of those are cannabis is not really understood. You know, like That's like, whoa, what's the difference? So hemp has mainly been used for its industrial purposes. You can make clothing out of it. Hemp Crete is one of the strongest building materials. Henry Ford built a Model T out of hemp, actually, which is crazy. Biofuel, hemp seeds, food. There's so many uses of hemp from an industrial standpoint. And then now we've actually been extracting cannabidiol, CBD, which is another cannabinoid from hemp. And we've been able to do that on a nationwide level because hemp has been made legal. Now, marijuana is the one that's associated with the THC, with the getting high, as I said, and in cannabis as a whole, there's over a hundred now found and significant cannabinoids. And we've just discussed two of them here. So we discussed THC and we discussed CBD. And the reason in which we're discussing those is because they are the most available from a genetic standpoint. So when you breed the plant, those cannabinoids can be expressed at the highest concentrations based on how cannabis has been bred through history now all the other cannabinoids cbg cbn cbc we can dive into those but really what the understanding is is that they all have therapeutic benefit some are intoxicating like thc and others are not like cbd but they have therapeutic benefits so that's kind of like the whole story of what's cannabis what's hemp what's marijuana and what are cannabinoids in themselves
0: so really just to summarize and correct me if i'm wrong basically they're from both marijuana and hemp are from the same family yeah of cannabis and the difference is that marijuana has this thc compound together with cbd but the thc is in a much higher concentration than what you would find in hemp correct
2: exactly 100% okay
0: okay perfect perfect now why is it possible for these to have beneficial effects? The reason I ask is because, again, I worked a lot with autistic children, so with their families, and this is something that is very commonly prescribed for autistic children, specifically the CBD. However, in those particular cases, some currents and some doctors and some people, they recommend certain concentration also of THC. They also do express certain benefits with THC. Of course, you're not going to get a child high or that's not the intention, but they do have some therapeutic benefits. So that's, you know, it makes you wonder how come if a substance has certain properties that could be intoxicating, how come they also can have a therapeutic effect?
2: Sure. Yeah. And this is really, you know, we could dive into this from a medical standpoint as well and i'm sure you know your colleagues would understand all of this but we have this system within us is the endocannabinoid system so humans have an endocannabinoid system that can be regulated and modulated by exogenous cannabinoids and it can actually be regulated by other things like our water intake our sunlight exposure so we have this system within our body that's always been there. It's not like we, oh, just discovered that within recent years, which some people are like, oh yeah, of course we just discovered that. But like, the truth is we've always had that system and actually animals have that as well. And so how it works is exogenous, meaning coming from outside of the body, taking in cannabinoids from a plant or an extract, CBD oil, those cannabinoids once in your body, come into the body and the receptors within your endocannabinoid system are either modulated. So the receptors in their function is actually changed by the cannabinoid or with basically the cannabinoid coming into contact with it or actually binding to it. So this system within our body that's actually responsible for things like our sleep-wake cycle, our mood, our metabolism is actually and not fully but controlled in some factor by your endocannabinoid system and at the end of the day being a balance in your system so the main reason people use cbd specifically uh, the calming properties so with the calming effects you can do certain things like fall asleep at night so with those properties we really just talk about general health and wellness. And we all know that living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle is really important. And what comes from that is really just endless. Like if you have inflammation in the body, you could have a whole host of problems. But given the fact that you have those properties within the cannabinoids and they're actually aiding the body in the inflammatory response, means that this is just an overall health supplement it's just like you know eating good healthy fats it's like drinking water having the proper sunlight exposure all of these things reducing toxins in our livings like all of this is to really reduce inflammatory response in the body and that's what we're seeing are the two really notable things with cbd specifically: as calming properties anti-inflammatory properties
0: that's actually super interesting. And thank you for sharing about the endocannabinoid system. Again, a confession after all of my medical training and after years practicing, I had never heard of it. I mean, you kind of like hear about it, but you don't really get into it until you really start learning a little bit more about cannabis and its effects if you decide you want to start learning more about cannabis and its effects. But it wasn't part of my, you know, any of the tests that I had to go through or, or anything like that. And just for people to understand what Joseph was sharing right now about receptors, receptors are little, I like to call them as these little special kind of like door opening hinges that we have in our cells. And when something that has the exact same shape or size or, or electric charge fits perfectly within them, it triggers a response, whether it opens the door to a cell or whether it triggers a release of a certain neurotransmitter or hormone or something along those lines. That's how medications work. That's how hormones work. That's how, you know, cannabinoids work, evidently. So whenever you hear about somebody talking about receptors, it's just basically a receptor is literally a place that can receive a certain stimuli and it sits on the membrane of a cell and external stimuli can come in and trigger it and it'll have that specific effect. So when Joseph talks about these effects that our cells can trigger in terms of releasing inflammation, regulating our sleeps and calming us down, all of these are things that are affected by these receptors on our cells. So the fact, the mere fact that our cells have receptors for these kind of situations and these kinds of stimuli is telling in a lot of ways.
2: That's a great way to put it. It's like, okay, we have these receptors. What are we going to do about it? Like, oh, well, it can be modulated by other things. They can be modulated by other things. But if this is true, which it is, then why wouldn't we incorporate or at least try using cannabinoids if we're seeing that other things aren't working? And the whole idea of really what we do at our company is making it a normal daily Integral piece of your wellness routine.
0: I think that's a great way of looking at it. And that is certainly the conclusion that I've come to after looking at these different benefits and looking at the different literature. And I'm not going to say that I'm very well versed in this. As a matter of fact, that's the reason why I had not personally address this topic here on the podcast until I could have somebody to really talk about this with. But when you really understand the health benefits that are implicated with the stimulation of these different receptors in our cells, then you can pretty much get to the conclusion of, you know what, it's in my best interest to be stimulating these receptors. Just like you very well said, our receptors for serotonin and for oxytocin and for all these different hormones that we trigger when we exercise, when we eat well, when we sleep, when we meditate, that's exactly what we're doing. When we're doing all those things, they're taking an effect. So the fact that now we know that we can stimulate them somehow is tremendously powerful. Now, Joseph, can you share with us a little bit more about the different types of cannabinoids because we hear, you know, there are tinctures and there's oils and there's edibles and all these different, you know, ways of getting CBD. And I'm obviously putting aside marijuana and the THCs and all those things. But when we focus on the things that have been studied and that we can legally get, most over the world? Because even here in Europe, you can get CBDs and and they're very strict about the concentration of THC it has to be below 0.3 or 0.2 or something along those lines. So what are the different ways of getting CBD?
2: Yeah, yeah. Really good question and really important question. Delivery system um, definitely affects and contributes to the overall efficacy. So the quickest way and the most effective way to get CBD into your system is actually through inhalation, through a vape. So that is the number one quickest way. But I recognize and even myself am not somebody that actually enjoys using a vape. Now, some people do and some people will opt for that way. But what also needs to be understood there are like the carrier oils and other things that are in those products. So I'd highly recommend if you are going to go down that route to really understand what's in the product outside of just the CBD, because there could be harmful things in it. And that's the truth for all, for everything that we put in our body. We got to understand where it's coming from. Quickest way into the lungs second quickest way is through a sublingual dropper so it's a tincture that's how you see cbd oil mostly marketed these days and in that tincture you have a dropper you shake up the bottle you take the dropper you place the oil underneath your tongue and basically it's just the sublingual absorption so really quick way to get something into your bloodstream is underneath the tongue and holding it there for 30 to 60 seconds and then swallowing it And then from there, you can also do it topically or you can fully ingest it with like a capsule. Now, if you're using a capsule, you're going to process it through your liver and into your bloodstream. It takes a little bit longer for the effects to onset, but you could actually deliver higher concentrations to the full body by doing so. So it's in the little capsule versus taking it sublingually. So the onset is actually quicker when you take it sublingually. But if you're just holding it underneath your tongue for 30 to 60 seconds, and then you swallow the rest of the oil, The rate and the actually total amount that's gonna absorb into your system could be a lot lower than delivering it in its concentrated form in a capsule. So you can also do it in a capsule, the onset is just a little bit slower. And then also it is used topically. So the one thing to understand when you're using a topical is what other components are in that topical and that are gonna help with the absorption. There's a lot of herbs that you can use to help with the absorption. Sometimes you'll see products that are mixed like heavily with menthol and you're like, oh, like I actually feel it, but you're actually just feeling the menthol. So a lot of things to understand there, but basically the four ways that we go through are inhalation, sublingual dropper underneath the tongue through a capsule ingested and processed through the liver or topically absorbed through your skin.
0: I actually did not know that you could get higher dosage through oral versus sublingual. I would have thought that sublingual was kind of like the most efficient way. And of course, inhalation. But I think that inhalation and vaping have other side effects that most of the time or or other downsides that a lot of the time might not be ideal and kind of defeat the purpose, right? We keep seeing studies as to how there's a lot of detrimental effects and you're very right in saying that not every CBD oil is the same and not every company is the same because one of the things, and I think one of the dangers that we're living through right now, something that's happening and something that happened in my own industry as well in regenerative medicine is that as regulations start opening up, there's some great innovation coming, but there's also a lot of snake oil salesmen to put it mildly, who will just do anything and everything for a profit until they get caught and get they get shut down. So those are very important points to note. Can you help us and help our listeners? If they like, you know what, this might be something I want to try. And obviously you're a little bit biased here, but what should they be looking for when they start deciding or they start looking for a CBD product to try out?
2: Yeah, I would say number one is just the transparency from the brand on what due diligence they are doing to implement the highest of quality control. And so what I mean by that is like, what tests are the companies actually doing to show that, hey, this product is safe. It's free of residual solvents that come through the extraction process. It's free of pesticides. So the same thing as our food supply chain, you know, you can have pesticides in hemp. Hemp can suck toxins out of the ground. You could have heavy metals. So is the company going through the effort to actually do those tests? And yeah, of course I am biased, but that is one thing that I will always say is that if you go to our website, curednutrition.com and you scroll to the bottom, you'll see a quality control section where there's links to every single batch that we put out into the marketplace. And within that, you'll see a test for homogeneity that shows that there are actually the amount of cannabinoids in the product that it says on the label. So that's one of the really important ones, of course, is like, you are getting what they said you're getting. And then like, what are the harmful things that could be in there? And are we showing that those don't exist? And you're so right, because to be honest, the fact that CBD has exploded so much, somebody could put the three-letter acronym on a label. And very well trick somebody into thinking that it actually has the concentration of CBD in it that it says it does and it might not and the unfortunate piece of that is it's really just a disservice to a consumer that could benefit from it because if they go and they try it and they get a poor quality product then they're no longer going to believe or want to actually try it any further and then it just gives a bad image to the industry it gives a bad image to a lot of things and so. Becoming just a more conscious consumer is like, we should be doing that with everything. But, you know, with those tests that I said, you should be able to reach out to a company and they should very quickly be able to say, yep, like, here's all the test results. And here's the traceability that allows us to say, we're confident in the product that we're putting into your hands. And, you know, your profit margin shrinks when you're doing all that testing on the back end. But like, that's what I was going to say. That's the one, like coming from an engineering background, I was like, those are corners that we don't want to cut because even if you make a bunch of money up front, like where's the long run in that? And then where, like, how does that actually make you feel? That's not going to make anybody feel good. Well, I mean, probably some people out there, but like, those aren't the people that I want to associate myself with. And at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is really just help people. And to help people, you have to be transparent.
0: Yeah. And I think you made several good points there. And again, I think the the similarities with my industry are remarkable in the fact that this is something very similar that has been happening over there. And we would have patients call us and a lot of times say like, oh, well, so-and-so, this other clinic, they're quoting me a quarter of how much you're quoting us for stem cell therapy. And we'd go back and say like, listen, just to viability tests and the stuff that we do in the lab and the reagents for culturing, for expanding, because we were outside of the U S. So we were able to do all those things that alone would not cover those costs that, and the OR and the specialists and all those things. So I honestly don't know what corners they're cutting down there. And when you talk about product quality, again, this is something that we see a lot in the off the shelf stem cell industry in the U S and it is that there's two things you need to look at. One is does the product does the vial have the amount of the product of the reagent, in this case, CBD, in our case of stem cells, that they actually are selling you? And number two, what else is in that vial? Mm-hmm. Because it's just as important. What else is in there? Uh, I remember some of these stem cell manufacturers, they would say like, "Oh, we've got you know twenty percent of viability. And like, okay, so what's the other eighty percent are those dead cells are those? What, what is there? And not necessarily saying it's bad, And just like you said, you know, what else is there? What else did we bring in? What are other solvents, what other pieces of the process of obtaining that CBD are in that product that you are bringing into your body? So those are very, very important points. And I have to agree that if a company wouldn't be open and transparent about it, you know, they might have the reasons, but then you think like, why would they, you know, there's no real, there's no secret sauce it's just like listen either you're doing them or not
2: yeah yeah and, and like it's i think the best word from my standpoint is like it really is just a disservice because these things that we're talking about stem cell cbd whatever else it may be there are people showing that it is working for them and if that is true then it will work for other people and Let's explore it. Let's not view it from a capitalistic standpoint. Let's view it from a let's help the general public and the world as a whole look to nature, look to anything that is going to take us the next step down the path of becoming more human and understanding how we can best take care of ourselves and live life to its
0: ultimate potential, right? For sure. And that's the other point that I did want to agree with you upon. And it is, I would always tell people like, listen, the problem with having or with allowing other clinics to be doing subpar stem cell treatments is that people pay for them, go down. Sometimes they even have terrible side effects. Not only did they not get the result that they were hoping for, sometimes they have terrible side effects and they're not going to go back and say, I was scammed by a unreputable doctor or clinic. They're going to say stem cell therapy is a scam. Yep just like you're probably going to hear from CBD and the stories are going to be like another elderly couple gets scammed by CBD, you know, racket. Like, well, you know, it's, that's not how this whole thing (laughs) works. So yeah. Now in your experience, and obviously you cannot, uh, neither you or I really in this medium can obviously give health recommendations or anything like that. But other than the obvious that we've spoken about in terms of wellness, health and wellness of relaxation and sleep and inflammation. What kind of examples have you heard about that maybe doctors are utilizing CBD for?
2: Yeah. So this is a great question. And what we can Talk about is there is actually a drug, or there's multiple drugs that have cannabinoids in them. One of them is by GW Pharmaceuticals and it's called Epidiolex. It has CBD in it and it's actually used for epilepsy. So, what is interesting is the fact that you know the scientific community and the medical community are continuing to study these more and more and are recognizing that higher concentrations at certain combinations with other cannabinoids, the medical and clinical benefits are, we've just scratched the surface of it. But the truth is, is that there is a drug. So if a drug has CBD in it, that means it's gone through a process that's lasted. I mean, I think it's from... From the time that they filed for an IND in 2006 until that drug came online, I think it was like 12 years. So, 12 years of research into. And several hundred million dollars. Yeah. And so, what it is being used is for epilepsy. And that's what GW Pharmaceuticals is doing in the medical realm. That is a drug. And yes, I am not qualified to say anything besides that. That's true and that's out there. And we've just scratched the surface. Like if that's just one cannabinoid and we've just discussed that there's over a hundred cannabinoids in the cannabis plant, we're just talking about CBD. We know THC at certain levels can be used for more pain reduction type things. And since there are all these other cannabinoids, what else could they be used for? So what I really do recommend is for the listeners of this podcast to go to PubMed. There's a lot of published medical articles and research articles showing these types of studies that are going on for the calming properties and then really for sleep. CBN is something that is more sedative. And I'm sure you would agree with this, but I would argue that one of the most important pieces of health is sleep. And if you're not sleeping, the just numerous things that can come from it that you're not allowing your body to reset and recover in.
0: Yeah. And sleep is a much more complex process than just going to bed and closing your eyes. That's why I'm wearing my blue light blockers. Uh, you know, I do these interviews and right now it's 9, nine fifteen 15 PM here in Spain. So since you know, from sundown, I recently, a couple of weeks ago, actually his episode just aired. I spoke to Matt Maruca, who does a lot of work in, in this field. And I've been a lot more diligent about that. And you're absolutely right. I think that sleep is probably our number one self-care habit that we should be looking for and well you know if cbds can really help now there's something as well that i would like to ask you about this whole thing and it's kind of paradoxical because i know a lot of people who use cbd in the mornings kind of like kickstart their day and then they also use it in the evenings to kind of like wind down so how can that be
2: yeah that's so what a lot of people have noticed is that at it's almost like a bell curve of efficacy. And at the lower concentrations, there have been some people that have reported it actually being more stimulating. And then the higher concentrations being more relaxing and sedating. So what I've always recommended is if you are going to take CBD earlier in the day, I would just start with the lower dosage because at the higher dosages, I mean, I've had my dog accidentally drink a whole bottle of CBD oil. And what happened was he just slept all day long. So there have been people that have reported that. And I can't say that I have seen a lot of evidence outside of that other than just anecdotally, but it is true. And what I would say is that if you can be like calm, cool, and collective, like the statement, like if you can come into a podcast and have taken a little bit of CBD, but it does give you the calming effects that you're looking for, that means you're grounded. That means you're gonna be able to pull the words that you're trying to pull. It means you're gonna be able to be like present in the moment. So that's why somebody would use it earlier in the day. Later in the day, you could use it at a lot higher concentrations, but it's not it's not something that's gonna make you drowsy. So With that, you can use it at any time of day. You shouldn't be worried about using it earlier in the day because of that.
0: So what's interesting is that it's actually, or at least from your observations, is that then it's dose-dependent. I would have thought that the reason it had both calming and stimulating effects at different times of the day had something to do with our circadian rhythm it could so that if if, if at any given time you're taking it and you're just getting started then it's going to help the stimulating but you know you're absolutely right i think we're just scratching the surface i do know of several medical associations that are studying cannabinoids and you know mm-hmm. in general not just CPT, but cannabis and in, in its totality and i do think that the therapeutic effect is or potential is very very positive and i think we need to start looking for more of these solutions to start optimizing health as opposed to just getting rid of disease when it appears and this might be a great alternative now joseph this has been so far a great interview where can people learn more about you and what you're doing and and obviously your company and probably even i'm guessing you're shipping uh, even throughout the crisis and people can still get these things
2: yeah 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 thank you for that yeah so personally i'm on instagram at joseph sheehe my last name is spelled S-H-E-E-H-E-Y. Uh, but my company, Cured Nutrition, is on Instagram. And our website is curednutrition.com. We do ship nationwide. So that's one of the things that you know we mentioned. We are a hemp-derived CBD company. Hemp has been legalized at the federal level. And then state to state, they've all implemented their own laws. There's only a few states that we don't ship to. But know that if you go to our website and you can check out then that means we can ship it to you and we have been shipping this entire time during this covid situation and really there's no better time than now to use these products because they have these calming properties they allow us to in a in a time where Our mind and thoughts can be all over the place to really just find our center and something specifically for your listeners. If they want to find more information, we actually have our own podcast called Cured Collective, which is on Apple Podcasts. And we have had several medical professionals and herbalists that have actually formulated our products on that show so they can help educate there as well. And finally, for anybody that's listening to this show, if you do go to curednutrition.com, if you type in Dr. E or just Dre, I guess it'll be, but Dr. E without the period at checkout, we'll offer you guys 20% off and we ship all across the U.S. So that's where you
0: can find us. That's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good deal. Thank you so much for that. And you're absolutely right. I was just going to say that this crisis if there's one thing that's affecting our health well there's several things that are affecting our health just by being quarantined and not being out in nature and getting enough sunlight and doing all those things but also all the anxiety that is being triggered by all these unknowns surrounding us we don't know how long this is going to last we don't know if we're going to get the disease we don't know if somebody gets it and are they going to pull through we don't know what's going to happen with the economy we don't know there are so many unknowns that it is normal to feel this anxiety, so i I have to agree with you and not just to plug <laughs> your products here, but I do think that this is a great time now speaking about trying it out and before we wrap things up now for sure, if somebody was interested in learning more and starting and trying it out, what would be your actionable pieces of advice for them other than obviously you know researching the kind of CBD and the companies and and whatnot? How would you recommend somebody get started with this? What's a good product to start with? What's a good dosage to start with, if at all possible, to give that recommendation?
2: Right, right. So, like saying that there's a specific dosage for a certain effect or ailment, like definitely can't say that. But what I can say is that we've done a lot of experimenting over the years and we've dosed our products at a milligram per dosage or per serving that we've noticed the best benefit ourselves personally. So if you go to our website, the best place to start is like a middle of the ground tincture. I would always say, or, or anybody's website, anywhere you go, I would start with the tincture that's sublingual And I would look for something that's like middle of the range, like maybe 500 milligrams in the total bottle. So it's like middle of the range price point, middle of the range, how long it could potentially last you if you just go with the recommended serving size and take that serving size. So with ours, we dose it at 16.2 milligrams of CBD per serving. And we always say, just start there. And if you're going to increase, go slow, start low, go slow. And if you don't notice effects, something that I would recommend is tapering off because a lot of times the effects will be so small and minuscule that they build over time and you actually didn't recognize that they were coming on. So as soon as you come off, you're like, oh, like I'm a little bit achy. I'm not sleeping as well. And you're like, oh, it was working the whole time. I just couldn't notice how intense the effects were. So start with a tincture, sublingual dropper. Many companies will dose it at about that same range per serving size. So start with one. Noah is extremely safe and as I said with my dog, when he drank a whole bottle, he just slept. So if that's the worst case scenario, just go in with that knowledge and play around with it. It is safe. And the reason that it is being dosed the way it is, is because a lot of people have tried it. And anecdotally, that's where people are noticing the benefits. And, you know, you could Walk away with a $60 tincture, and that could be a 30 day supply, and that would be perfect for you.
0: Exactly. So, you're talking about $2, $2 a day, and that's not bad at all for a supplemental regime. A lot of people, probably a lot of people who listen to this podcast, spend a lot more on, you know, multivitamins and other gimmicks. Uh, some of them are gimmicks, some of them aren't. And definitely, I think it's a great way to get started and test it out. And you made a good point. If you're getting a little bit of effect, more just just continue doing what you're currently doing and don't just say okay so i want to get a lot of effect and i'm going to yeah. double the dosage uh, that's <laughs> that's probably not a great idea right no no definitely or not, not necessary not not that anything bad's going to happen it's just it's just probably not necessary
2: not necessary. Like you, you're probably wasting your dollar, right? Like you get to the point where your system has become saturated and more cannabinoids
0: in your system are not going to be effective. Exactly. Exactly. Kind of like with the supplements that people say, like, if you, if you take a lot of supplements you're you're probably going to have a lot of uh, a very expensive pee uh, (laughs) urine and uh, and that's, that's That's a good way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. Perfect. Well, Joseph, thank you so much. I do want to Take a moment here before we say goodbye to acknowledge you for the work you're doing. I think there are so many similarities I see with your industry and with my industry. And I think that we are both seeing the potential of our respective industries and we see the frustration that comes with. All these other players who want a piece of the pie and they don't care about how detrimental some of their actions could be for that industry. They just care about making the buck quickly. And you know, if, if it gets blown up, and if they get kicked out, it's fine because they already made their money, right? So seeing how, how you honestly, truly care about this and knowing from my side the benefits, the potential benefits that something like this could have and could hold for so many people suffering from so many Inflammation related diseases from, you know, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. I'm not saying just, I just want to be clear. I'm not saying that you should take this to treat those things. You should always consult with your doctors. But when you see all the diseases that we know for a fact have this inflammatory component like I was saying, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, multiple sclerosis, autism, and and so many other conditions and diseases, and, and we know that there's something that can be done. It's really, really good and refreshing to have somebody with that vision and with that desire to help people. So thank you so much for doing that and for sharing your knowledge with us here.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. E. It's, it's the same, like, you know, when you're in regenerative or longevity medicine, it's the same as like, Hey, we want to have longevity of industry and nature and business and humanity. And it takes us doing our due diligence and putting quality education and products out there
0: onto the market. So thank you and appreciate you having me on the show. For sure. For sure. It's been great having you. Final question. Did you have a good time here on the Highway to Health Show? Yeah,
2: absolutely. I feel like I'm on the highway. I haven't been in my good, car in a while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think most of us haven't. <laughs> Perfect. So for everyone listening to us, I hope you had a good time as well. You know the drill, all of the links that Joseph just shared, including the discount code that he very generously offered to all of you are down in this episode's description. If you're watching on YouTube, you know where that is. If you are listening to this as a podcast, you know that you can tap directly to the links in the description. You don't need to be remembering those pesky URLs. I hope you had a great time, and I will see you here next week.
1: Thank you for listening to Dr. E's Highway to Health show, helping you learn the science of living ageless. Did you enjoy the show? Please like, share, and subscribe where you listen to podcasts. Dr. E wants to hear from you. Go to dre.show. Again, that's Dr.E.show. Until next time, this is Dr. E's Highway to Health, helping you live ageless.
0: So there you have it. That was my conversation with Joseph Sheehy. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as we explored the fascinating world of cannabis and specifically CBD. What was your favorite takeaway? Tag me on Instagram or connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think. And by the way, remember that you can find the links to everything we discussed in this episode in the show notes. Just scroll down to this episode's description on your podcast app and tap on the appropriate link. Speaking of links, remember to check out podcastinbox.co for all your podcasting needs. If you're a busy entrepreneur looking to grow a personal brand and instill trust in your clients, there is no better way to do it than with a podcast. To learn how the team at Podcast and Box can help you do just that, simply head on over to podcastinbox.co and, and find out more. Oh, and if you already have a podcast but find it hard and time consuming to keep up, they can help with that as well. Seriously. And I might be a bit biased here, but they're amazing. Just head on over to podcastbox.co and let them know that Dr. E sent you. That is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You've been listening to Joseph Sheehy and Dr. E talk all about CBD, THC, oils, edibles, tinctures, and all things cannabis. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you here next week. And remember, you are on the Highwood health and I'm your guide to get you there.